0: Shopping malls in our time across the country have been using a tool for quite a number of years that are very helpful. That's the um, map mall or the store locator. I'm sure you've all experienced that too and you get a big shopping mall in the lower mainland or any big city, I guess. And especially if you want to find a specific thing or a a store, you need to find this locator. That's one of the first things you do. and It has a point or arrow or whatever it says, you are here. I mean, it doesn't help us to know that there's all these stores somewhere around here and somewhere... We don't know which direction, or, but we have to, to find out where we are in relation to them. And uh, it's very helpful for us to know where we are so that we can figure out how to get where we want to go. This is the question that God first asked Adam and Eve after the fall in Genesis 3 verse 9. <coughs> Verse 8, they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called upon Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Do you think it was God didn't know where these two people had gone that he had created? Somewhere they were missing here in this garden, and No, obviously God knew where they were. God's question to them, where art thou, wasn't because he didn't know where they were, but he was calling them to this question where they were, to see themselves where they were, to find out if they understood what had taken place in their life. I think we also, in our day, Obviously, we need to continually to ask ourselves that question, "Where are we?" to see ourselves realistically, our, our position. We need to where we are, know where we are as individuals and as a congregation, in order to know what we must do to end up where we want to end up, to continue or be being a self-sustaining congregation. We see that when God, or we see how God asked this question of Adam and Eve and how it uh, affected their relationship with God. So we can also understand how important this is for us to ask this question. God wants us, wants to use us to implement his plan for us. But I think often we can uh, become comfortable with our routine. We're happy with where we are. And, uh, yeah, we kind of know where we are, but we want to just stay there. But God doesn't require us. I mean, just being in a mall staring at the map locator, knowing you're here, while well, that's good for about... A minute or so, but that isn't going to help us in that venture. Neither, when we look at ourselves and see where we are, we don't want to be stagnant either. God continually wants us to be moving forward. He want, wants us to be going on in our journey. When we look at the life of Abraham... You know that God called him to move on It was a little bit different in life of Abraham because he didn't have any idea really where his journey would take him he didn't have a specific destination, but God called him to move to to leave his comfort zone to set out on his journey and it required faith on the part of Abraham. God told him to move, and he moved to the promised land, and from there he gained a new perspective. He began to see life as God viewed it, as God wanted it for him. In Hebrews 11, verses 8 and 9, we have... Faith chapter speaking about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. I think the same applies for us we also need to sojourn in faith and believing those fields that we had established that we were enjoying at times in our lives. We need to set those aside, leave those behind and journey on where God leads us even though we don't see exactly where that will be. Each day that as we respond to God's request to move into a deeper relationship with him, we gain his perspective on life and start to live in the fullness of his promises. Another person that was called to to see where he was and then to move on was Moses. He was called to lead the people and his protest was that he couldn't he couldn't speak well, he, his speech wasn't eloquent he said, I'm slow of speech did God just say, well okay, well, I understand that won't work well, well for you so I'll find someone else, well he did give him a helper but God called him to get out of his comfort zone and to face the challenge to to begin that journey and uh you know, for us in our journey, I have uh, four things here that help us in our journey. First one, just a regular old roadmap. We don't use those very much, but you know, a map, a roadmap is a, a very useful tool at times. But we have to we have to know where we are on this map, and uh, maybe you've all. So with me sometimes trying to find out where we are on the map, we have to know where north is, first of all. We have to know the direction that we want to go, not this way or that way. You know, we have to use the map correctly. And uh, the map of our lives, we also have to understand which direction we're heading. Are we heading back? Or are we heading forward in our journey? Next one I have here is also a map. It's a, a chart, more. Doesn't really. Well, it does have roads on it, but we have to understand in order for this chart to be useful. We have to know how it works. We have to know the distances, and this is more. It's aviation map so it has very many useful things it has numbers there it says in each quadrant the highest point like 7300 if you're at 7300 you'll miss the highest point by 500 feet and in our life we also have to when we're plotting a course we have to know the direction that we Are heading and the dangers that will be on that path you know it's easy to find a course straight from here to our destination but what are the things that we can expect to encounter in the meantime another thing that we have more high tech probably what we use mostly is the GPS and uh, GPS also very useful but it's also limited we Obviously, have all probably experienced when we try to use it too late in the game and find out we're not in cell range and it won't do its thing, especially as a cell phone. Like uh, regular GPS in a vehicle is probably different. But even though GPS is very useful and it will help you correct, if you go wrong, it can try to help you get back on course, but also has limitations. Just um, thinking about that, you know, the first thing when you turn a GPS on or your phone and you went Maps, Google Maps, what's the first thing it asks you? If you want to turn on location, you have to know where you are. In order for it to do any good, and then also, as you're going along and you're looking at different things at times, you understand this isn't really making sense till you tap the recenter button and then yeah, then you're back our lives as well in our journey. we have to know where we are and where we're heading in order for this to make sense for this to be a useful um, journey that we're on. And probably quite often in our lives we also need to recenter to find out where we are. The last tool I have here that's also very high-tech is the Bible. And uh, how much time do we Spend with the Bible to find out what our position is right now, where we are in our journey, how are we doing our course. And uh, I think for myself, if I would spend more time looking at the Bible, I would be able to see the obstacles. That are, ahead of me and how I'll be able to manage them, how to, be able to get around them and to see myself more clearly for if I'm actually making progress like I should be. <clears throat> so we know that knowing where you are is essential and getting to where you need to be. And, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't say some, but all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20 says, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. So where are we? The answer is that we we need to understand if we have dealt with, with this question of sin. If we haven't dealt with it, then we have a need in our life to do that. In uh, Luke chapter 15, of the story of the prodigal son, and in verse 17... I'll actually a verse 14 after he had wasted his his, um, subst- waste his subst- substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a the mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. In verse 17, it says, When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? He came to himself. That's a significant um, part here of this story. Wouldn't... That it was where he was able to come to a solution: was to find out first of all where he was and see himself honestly for what, for where he had had uh, ended up in this pig pen. This wasn't where he wanted to be, and then he was once he saw that realistically, honestly, he was able to make a plan and and change that also we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Unless we realize that this is where you are and that we will never find joy and peace of God unless we change that, unless we see that, then we will not be able to enjoy what God has in store for us. Unless you understand where you are, you may never inherit the eternal life that the Father has in store for you. If if we are in a place that we need to change. John 3, verse 18. says, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And then further on in verse 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. God saw this evil that man did in the original sin, had compassion on him, and created a way for man to still have eternal life to, to be made possible for us to have eternal life, and that way is the death, burial, resurrection, and coming again of Christ. So, as we look at ourselves to see where we are, have we made that decision to to experience the salvation of, of Christ? First of all, that's what we need to do if we want our life to be good for anything. Also, John 10, verse 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So our journey of life, I think often we're, Satisfied to be making a little bit of progress. And we're not exactly where we were yesterday or five years ago in our life. But are we experiencing a joy that we could be experiencing? Are we living a life abundantly? Again, the illustration of physical travel... Being off course a little is being off a long way. And uh, one illustration is: if a plane flying from New York City to Tel Aviv, Israel, drifts off course by one degree to the north, you know, one degree isn't very far, but off course one degree, it will end up in Moscow instead of Tel Aviv. That's 1,644 miles off course. So without correcting their path, they would miss by a long ways. For us too, we might think, well, we'd be drifting a little bit, but it's not very much. But it can have devastating effects on our lives too, if we allow our life to be drifting from what the course, the path that God wants us to. And uh, as with an airplane, you know, the sooner they make that correction, it doesn't have to be a very big change. But if you leave it to the last, there will be needing to be some drastic course changes to be able to land where they want to. So, Because of the external pressures and and the wind and so forth on a plane, they must constantly calculate where they are and their position and make course corrections. And I think you've all experienced that in a river, maybe with a kayak or a canoe. You think you're, if you're going upstream, you're making pretty good progress, but you look to the shore and you find that you're not going very fast after all. You know, with the, In our lives, it's can be like that. We think we are growing, we are developing, but it depends where our perspective is. Are we looking at ourselves from the perspective of our surroundings or from God's perspective? I had the experience once in an airplane, a small airplane, when there was pretty strong wind and we throttled down to slow speed. And our instruments said we were still doing around 60 miles per hour, but looked down and we were standing all, or weren't moving at all. And then we throttled down a little bit more and actually the land started to move forward. We were actually backing up. And uh, just this illustration of our life, it can be disconcerting when we suddenly look at ourselves from God's perspective and look back on our where we were maybe 10 years ago and we see that you know, we probably haven't really gained very much ground at all. Maybe we've actually moved backwards slightly. Another thing in relation to these helps, you know, a physical map is only good for us if we like I said, if we use it, an illustration of that one person I know just the relative anyway, they were traveling, and he was driving his wife was trying to read the map, telling him which direction he should turn here and he said, that doesn't feel right, and his wife shouldn't say who she's related to, but anyway, she's kind of, she crumpled up that map and said, oh, if we're going to just be going by feelings, we don't need this thing. (laughs) I can understand where that ended up, how well that turned out. But we have to be willing to use the helps that we have, the Bible, or they won't do us any good. Also, in relation to our travel, in correcting our path. We also need to, from the get-go, or where we are now even, to know where we want and continually understand where we want to end up. It's not just good to follow. I guess one of the thoughts that I was thinking about that, kind of maybe had something to do with this message was when we were in Alberta this week, Dale and I planning to come back through Radium a little bit shorter I think. So I punched my GPS, I in for heading for home and got out and wanted to, me to go roundabout to Calgary and I knew well that's not the fastest way. I knew that much at least. So I uh, New, headed out on the one when they're heading west and it was continually wanted to turn me around till eventually it sorted that out and suddenly the arrival time jumped way back where it should be and so I think you've all probably experienced that even sometimes we, we have these options before us to looks like this would probably be the faster way. Apparently it's where everybody always goes, but if, if we keep that destination, we know where we want to end up. It'll help us to compensate for some of the obstacles and the detours in our path. We've probably all also had this frustration of being in a new place just when we were on vacation there. The main road, I figured out where to drive, and of course, the first turnoff we made, there was road construction, so that road was closed. And instantly, you have to try to <clears throat> figure out a way around. And So many things in our life do that to us. Suddenly, there's road construction in our life. and But we know where God wants us, eventually, and we know that he has a purpose probably for our detour. There's probably something maybe even a danger ahead of us if we would continue on with our life. So it causes us to make sure that we pay attention to where we are now. And uh, one quote here I came across, Andy Stanley said, In life, everyone winds up somewhere. A few people wind up somewhere on purpose. So where are you going with your life? You have the map, but are you choosing to use it? Just as when you enter the mall and realize you don't know where everything is, and you start hunting for the directory to find out which direction you need to go in life, you must determine where you are and then find the path that God has plotted for you. God wants to be with you each day to help you along on this journey of life. And sometimes, you know, God, like I said earlier, the the path he wants us to travel may not be the smoothest one, may not be the most direct one either. There will be potholes and bends and all kinds of obstacles, which is financial difficulties, family, crises, health problems. But God is always with us there he always says here I am and uh, you know actually with God sometimes he's maybe we wish he was more like that irritating GPS voice that continually tells you to make those turns but sometimes he's silent and uh, it's not that he doesn't know the way we need to go but he's At times, I think, asking us or wanting us to come to him, to plead with him, to seek his face, seek his direction. Proverbs 3, verse 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And uh, I think more than just acknowledging him is to seek him. God stands waiting to guide you. And uh, if you seek him, he will be there not only to guide you through life, but also to guide you through death. John 14, verse 6 Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Life is very difficult. As we all know, I think most of us would agree with that. But we know that it can be made easier if we trust in someone other than ourselves, if we trust in God, because He knows where we are. I mean, He continually asks us, where are you, or ask us to see ourselves where we are. But he knows us exactly. and He knows where we have been and where we need to go, just as he did with Adam and Eve and Abraham. So again, I ask, where are you in your life? Will you follow the map that is overflowing with uh, help to an overflowing and eternal life with God? Colossians 1 verses 5 and 6 says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven where have you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel which is come unto you as it is in the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Also Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30 says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I, have, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. <clears throat> his, his yoke may feel heavy at times. Path he leads us on may seem all uphill at times. We know it's not, but we know he is with us and he is helping to carry that load. And he is calling us continually to adjust our path. You know, when we find ourselves off course, we can take two approaches. I won't get into all that in the navigation. With Um, But if if we know we have to travel 0.075 degrees to reach our destination, and after a while we look at our chart, we've traveled for an hour, and we find all we're this many degrees off course, we can either adjust, we can't just go back to adjusting by one degree, and then we would just, we'd still miss our mark. We might not be drifting more off course, but we need to just more to get back on course. And there's two ways to do that. We can, so that we would hope to reach our destination or we can double back and get back on course. I think that's the safest route. It is the safest route in physical navigation. I think for us in our spiritual life that's also the safest course of action is to maybe make some hard decisions, make some Adjustments that are a bit difficult for us at this time, but the sooner we get back on track, then the safer it will be for us. So, in conclusion, where are you? Where in relation to where you came from? Are you on course? Will this track that you're on will get you to where you want to end up? And then also can others safely follow your path? Well, there's, in travel, there's lots of helps for fellow travelers. There's status reports. There's um, reviews. Certain people that have traveled certain roads and report how it is. In air travel, there's uh, pirates reports that Others know what altitude there can be severe turbulence and so forth. For us, too, there's responsibilities that we have for those following our path. Are we giving honest reports of how our journey has been? Are we sharing dangers? Are we traveling in a way that will be beneficial for others to follow? Let's kneel for prayer. Because of the service, we're so thankful that you have given your word for us to follow as a guide You we realize so many times in our life we, if we don't correctly see where we are in relation to the path you have for us but in your word we can find the helps that we need to follow you and you have an interest in us to be able to journey on safely and Just pray that you would help us to to be making progress in our lives, that we be growing and developing as a congregation, also, that we can continue to enjoy life abundantly, to be a light and testimony to those around us. Just pray that you would help us also, the responsibility we have for the children growing up, that we would be um, showing. a life that is worth following, making decisions now that are um, wisely making decisions that will also help them, the difficulties that they will be facing. We don't even understand the things that may yet come on this world, but we realize each one of us has a responsibility that can influence those following on as well. And this is the name in it.